looking over here at Tim's face. He's got a smile on now. This is, this is good. This is good. Just leave me muted. Just leave me muted. Just know I'm here. Just know I'm here. In spirit. Yes, you're a rusty axe. That's how we ended last yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It begins again. Yeah. So we are here today to continue our study through the uh, Heidelberg Disputation. We're going to go through four theses today. I've titled this episode, um, Whatever Does Not Proceed from Faith is Sin. That's um, not what you titled it. Really? No, you and said. Then you could say really. Whatever does not proceed from faith is yeah. sin. Yeah, you or, you say, or you could say, or you could say, or you can say this. <laughs> Subjective. That's like Anchorman. Bunch of, we don't know. We'll find I out. I am Robert. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. No, so that's the question, though. Like, really, whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Um, okay. Tim's laughing now. That was funny. <laughs> that was good. I like that, one. that was good. Okay. Come on, let's get on to Luther. Let's get on to Luther. Let's get on Don't to Luther. Don't mess with my man. I know, you're idle. Don't mess with my man. In more ways than one, probably. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, need, uh, I need a little bit of caffeine. I'm hurting over here. I'm you're so hurting? tired. Yeah. Hey, no, you told me earlier. Remember, I, I said, know. I said, I said, we're tired, or I'm a little tired. I said, that's about not the a podcast. reason to quit. Yeah, you said, no, that's not the reason. Now you're sitting on the podcast complaining about it. I am tired, but I'm not quitting. I'm right here. Here I am. It's Let's a new go. day. It's next week, Spencer. Yeah, it's, it's been a whole week, week since then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots happened. Oh, all right. Oh, boy. Okay, theses seven through ten. Um, first of all, the, uh, number seven: the works of the justified are deadly sins unless the justified themselves dread them to be deadly sins out of devout fear of God. And number eight, the works of man are all the more deadly when they are done without fear and are aligned with unrestrained and evil self-security. Number nine, saying that works apart from Christ are dead, but not deadly looks like a dangerous turn from the fear of God. And then 10, further, it is hard to understand how will work could be dead and also not a harmful immortal sin. So one of the things, by the way, in the background here, Luther is talking about is the Catholic distinction between mortal sins and venial sins. Right. So they regard some sins as being mortal, you know, more serious. Um, and then the others are kind of like just, you know, like, it's kind of like a difference, I guess, between like a felony and a misdemeanor or something like that. Right. It's like there's different grades here. And so Luther's combating um combating that um throughout this this section here um i want to chad bird says this in his he has the section on chapters nine on theses nine and ten he says if god gave out gold medals for good works the prize would often go to people who never darken the doors of a church thomas the atheist your thomas hopefully is not an atheist scott but this thomas is Thomas the atheist, because he has deep compassion for the homeless population, establishes a local shelter and soup kitchen where the poor can have a roof over the heads and hot in a hot meal. Sandra the agnostic runs a local clinic that specializes in caring for those ensnared by addictions. Muhammad, a Muslim social worker, labors tirelessly to assist and free victims of sex trafficking. These people either deny God, question his existence, or reject the Trinity, yet they're committed to helping their neighbor, doing good, and protecting the unfortunate. They are, by society standards, good people. If Thomas, Sandra, and Muhammad sit down with you and asked, so what do you as a Christian think of our good works? What would you say? More specifically, what if they asked you, what does your God think of our good works? 
how would you respond? So how would you guys respond if someone was to say, what does God think about our good works? And we're talking about those three people in particular, the atheist, the agnostic, and the Muslim. I would say that, you know, good works, that's good. God can, you know, there's, you know, the idea of common grace. God, God reigns, gives rain both to the, the righteous and the unrighteous. And, and anything that's done with the intention of servitude, you know, being, being of service or being of, of uh, help, help is a good thing. However, that doesn't mean that your works or these works make you right with God. Right. There's a different, there's a difference between righteousness, which is given by God through Christ and doing work, good works. And you know, they don't, it doesn't cross the good works doesn't cross cancel that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I was saying. Right. Our good works are filthy rags. They just don't add up to anything in terms of value for our salvation or forgiveness or righteousness. Uh, it's it's such a small drop in the bucket of debt that we owe to God because of our sin that we could never ever fill the bucket, right? We can never get to that get to that point. And and so like Dave was saying, there is value in a human sense of those things. It's it's good that you're caring for the helpless and the hurting. Uh but in terms of yeah gaining anything in a standing with God, it's just not, it's just not happening. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking in line with what we just spoke about a little bit ago in the last podcast of a week ago. Yeah. A, little, a while ago. It was back. Yeah, a little yeah. while ago. It, um, but of how God can even use the works, the sinful works of man to bring about good. Like right? a rusty ax. Like a rusty ax. Right. Um, uh, but a, you know, for like thinking from the perspective of like the homeless person, like that's, I don't know if this would go under the, 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 the heading of like God's common grace or God's just, just kindness to them. God's obviously using them to provide a kindness to those who are homeless or need help or whatever. But like Dave said, I think it's like, if you're, if you think that that is what makes you acceptable in God's sight, you've got big problems. That's it's not a bad thing to want to do, but it is a bad thing to do mm-hmm. for you if you think that this is what makes you right with God. Um, he's not looking at what you're doing to serve your community or to mm-hmm. help the homeless or to to fight trafficking and all those things. Like we, those are good things that we want to encourage in our society, uh, but we we want to discourage people from trusting in those things right. to justify them before God. Is there a distinction between what works? So, for instance, could a work be a good work before men or even beneficial on a societal level, but in God's eyes, the same thing as a bad work? That's what I was just trying yeah, to say. Yeah. Is that, yeah, like, so a good work in the sense of, like, yeah, in society's eyes, they're going to say this is a good thing, right? That if there's somebody in your town, which we'd have somebody in our town who cares for the homeless, is trying to help them, you know, by providing food or shelter. Or whatever, um, then yeah, that that's a that's a good thing uh, that's happening. Um, but it, it, so in that sense, it's a good it's a good work there that God is using. God is, however, we were talking about it, yeah. God is using the bad motivations that a person has to bring about good results mm-hmm. 
for other people. And so like in terms of the reference point for other people, this is a good thing that's happening. But for that person who's doing it, uh, it's right. not a good thing. You could even say the same thing of like a, a business owner or like business higher ups that want to open a plant somewhere. And it's like, well, that's going to be a good thing. You know, for me, for my family, we're going to be able to have employment and take care of ourselves. But I mean, for all you know, like if that higher up or whoever is going to open that is thinking just for greedy purposes, just so they can have more and more and more. Yeah. Well, that's another instance where it's like, that's not good. In God's sight, that's an evil work. Yeah. It's very easy to look good in the eyes of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we, we are very good at it. You know, and I think of like situations, I'm sure we've all had situations where we're stressed out and kind of frustrated because we have to, let's say, uh, make a dish for something that's coming up. You know, it's just like, Oh my gosh, I got to do this. Now I got to, I got to run to the store and I got to get this and I'm not even really wanting to go, you know, or I didn't even really want this. And then you get to the party and, or whatever it is, or the event, you know, and they're like, Oh, I appreciate you doing it. You're like, no, no big deal. It's a joy. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) Happy to do it anytime, you know, just let me know. And it's like, (laughs) your whole family's looking at you like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it was easy to say that. And now you look great in front of that person. Sure. You know, and and uh, we even play that game with ourselves, yeah. right? When we, we convince ourselves that we are doing good things just for good reasons. Mm-hmm. But what's being pointed out here is, and, and we know scripturally, that's just, that's really not real. Yeah. So here's something that I think I read in the book there, and I think it's helpful. Um, supposedly because you notice luther will say this kind of thing right here where he says saying that works apart from christ are dead but not deadly looks like a dangerous turn from the fear of god and in the book they point out that in catholic theology back then at least um so for instance let's say this uh the agnostic or the atheist or the muslim does a a good work feeding the homeless or taking care of the poor or whatever that would be um, they would say, well, on the one hand, it wasn't done from faith, so it's it's not a good work in God's sight, so it's not like a, a really good work. On the other hand, it's not a bad thing that they did, so it's not a bad work, so it's just dead. In other words, it's just there. It's kind of neutral. And what Luther is saying, there's no neutrality in our works. Um, Roman Catholicism inserted this, this place, right? So instead of being either going right, there used to only be two places that you went either to heaven or hell, they inserted purgatory. Well, similarly now with these works, they're saying, no, something can be either really good or it can be bad, or it's just dead. It's, it's just, it's just there. Um, it can't buy you heaven, but it also can't condemn you. Um, and Luther's saying that's, that's a fiction. That's a fiction because anything that we do, that's even a, quote, good thing if done for wrong purposes or not done out of faith is deadly. Mm. It's not simply dead. It's deadly. It'll kill us. Mm. Um, so you, one of the people in the Bible that you see this with is somebody um, uh, like Judas. Judas went out and did many externally to the world good works, right? He preached, probably did miracles, uh, probably showed some compassion for people, helped pass out the, the bread and the fish for the 5,000, um, was in charge of the money, so it was, seems like at least had a trusted reputation um, to be able to do that. And he even, in his sin, acts like he's, whenever, remember whenever uh, uh, Mary breaks the, the ointment, and he says, this could have been sold for so much and given to the poor. 
So he even seems to have a righteous reason for why he's doing all that, even though we know internally he's doing things for all the wrong reasons. He loved money um, and he was covetous. Um, so for him, even the things that he did, maybe initially for maybe that maybe he didn't start off with just pure greed, but it maybe gradually got there. Those sins, even the good things that he did, were actually deadly because they were done apart from Jesus. I mean, is that what Jesus is talking about in the Sermon on the Mount in chapter seven, mm-hmm. where he says, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord." will enter the kingdom of heaven. And they say, well, did we not cast out demons in yeah. your name, do many, many works yeah. in your name? Until depart from me. I never yeah. knew you. They did a bunch of good works, yeah, so to right. speak. Miraculous works. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. No, that's a really good example, Scott, because, um, and and that's, uh, so that's kind of hence the question. So really, you're saying that the only, everything that doesn't proceed from faith is sin, and we are saying, yes. That's quoting from Romans chapter right. 12 or 14, one of the two. 14. Yeah, and so that's what Paul says. Whatever is not of faith is sin. So therefore, the only person who can do any, begin to do remotely good works is the Christian. And But yet, even Luther says in, in Thesis 7, the works of the justified, even Christians, they are deadly sins unless the justified themselves dread them to be deadly sins out of a devout fear of God. Luther has this to say, um, to kind of further explain what he means by this. He says, relying on works, which we ought to do out of fear, is the same thing as giving oneself glory and taking it away from God, to whom fear is owed in every work. For it is completely wrong to please, enjoy, and adore oneself and his works as an idol. That kind of goes to what Tim was saying about whenever we do something, And we enjoy our own good works because we're so happy with them. And he says, again, whoever confidently trusts in all his works without fear of God acts like this. For if he possessed fear, he would not be confident. And for this reason, he would not be satisfied with himself, but rather he would have satisfaction in God. And so he quotes uh, passages from the Psalms where the psalmist will say things like, enter not into judgment with your servant. Or I said, I will confess my transgressions uh, to the Lord. Because again, the saints know that their works, even the justified know that their works um, can't be trusted in, can't be um, adored, can't be made idols to just cling to and trust and, and to hang on a shelf in order to be really proud of our accomplishments. He's saying those things can be deadly as well. And so he's even saying Christians have to put those things to death as well because we as Christians still naturally want to trust in our own works and want to put them on the shelf, our trophy case of good things we've done. Um, and And... That's we have to be careful because we can so easily want to to uphold those things to ourselves and to other people, um, or as Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, doing things for the praise of men. Ultimately, when Luther says deadly, like when he says deadly sins, does he does that just simply mean that that will lead to your damnation? Like these works lead to damnation. I do not know that. I don't know. He uses the same the thing deadly about down below in verse in in the ninth thesis too says that works apart from Christ are not simply dead but not dead are but are not are dead but not deadly that looks like a dangerous turn I think what he's getting at at the very least is saying it's not simply like they're neutral they're negative in your at the very least in your Christian walk in your Christian life 
Um, isn't, isn't part of Catholic stuff the seven deadly sins and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Would that, have been, would that have been in his time too? Or would that I'm, come I later? I don't know. You know. Probably. I don't know that. Because it seems like there is a ranking of sin. Oh, there definitely was And that's that. what he's dealing with. Yeah. And he's trying to say all sins are deadly. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. It's like yeah. he's kind of getting rid of the rankings. Right. Like we know that sin has consequences. Different right. sins have different consequences. But we would all agree that all sin equals death. Right. Though, right? right. And that's right. kind of what it seems like he's right. going after. Right. And I think what he's going after, too, is the idea that, again, uh, the Christian life looks different for Luther. Because instead of climbing the ladder, garner, right. meriting all these works, putting them on our shelves, and showing how strong we are as Christians— Luther is saying the way for the Christian to go and to be the way of the justified, the way of believers, is to despair of all of our works and to hope completely in Christ and to d- can, even distrust the good. Yeah. Even to dist- I think he would even say this, even to distrust the good things that God really does work in us. I'm just trying to clarify his yeah. language that yeah. he's using. Like he's like in the, the Theses 5 and 6 episode that we yeah. did, like the... The point was essentially the point that James makes in the book of James that if you want to, if you want to push these up, you have to be accountable to the whole law, mm-hmm. right? You, right. So like if you fail at one point, you've you've committed all right. of it. Right. That's the point he made about that. Of like it's not just these what he called crimes. Yes. He called those crimes, like the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. And but then he's, but his point was that like well even things like little lies. It's kind of funny pride. that you're using James to support Luther because I don't know. He didn't he, like. James. I, I don't know how he would have like felt James. like that. But that's, well, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> no, but you're, you're making the same point. Yeah, no, like that I think it's James's good. Point. It's funny. And it's just, yeah, uh, yeah I point. thought about that. It's like, should I do? But reformers. It's, uh, no, I'm just good. trying to clarify his language. No, that's that helpful. Seems to be what he's trying to say is by deadly sin. He's not referencing like the Catholic idea of deadly sin. Good, good point. It's any of the works. These like that. That sin is enough to condemn you. Yes. That's why it's deadly. Deadly to your soul. Even your good works yeah. are deadly sins if you're trusting in them. So what I think of is, maybe you guys could talk of this a little more. I think we've talked about it before, but I remember uh, hearing Southerners talk about the culture of Christianity in the South and how that was really hard to get past at times when sharing the gospel with people because they would say things like, I do go to church. Mm-hmm. What do you mm-hmm. you know? What do you mean? I mean, my yeah. my whole family's Christian, mm-hmm. and you're kind kind of arguing almost like that is very damning to them. Their good works that they think they're doing is actually deadly to them mm-hmm. because they're not yep. seeing yep. and resting in Christ. They're they're actually resting in their works, mm-hmm. and it's a sad thing because it's something they they might not even notice at at the time. And that's yeah. one of the core sins that Paul identifies right in um, Romans one. That we turn away from the creator and to the created things and we worship the works of our own hands. Mm -hmm. And um, that takes so many different forms um, that that it can, you're right, it can happen. We can Christianize and baptize our good works um, and make them. Uh, things that we really prize and are prideful. I mean, think about this, right? I mean, you guys, I don't know. Tim probably doesn't do this, but I do. Um, You know, like I... uh, Brush my teeth. I do that. No, that's not what I was going to say. I was wondering where you're Watch Harry Potter? I don't do that. (laughs) I I mean, I would. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. We have found our family movie. I just don't have the... (gasps) Are we going to have a family movie night as a staff? (laughs) I just don't read the Harry Potter dictionary. You know what? We could do like the... Like on the office, they have have movie Monday. We do podcasts on Monday. We could do movie Mondays. We're busy on Monday. Okay. Okay. Sorry. 
What if we what if we just surprised the whole staff one day and said, you know what, we're going to the theater? No, we're gonna surprise them this week with Leachy Gardens. This Thursday? This week. This week? Yeah. Is Jason gonna approve that? It don't matter. His wife is approving. He doesn't have to know. He doesn't have to know about this. Yeah, by this time it'll be well dated already. We'll we'll find out if he's right or (laughs) wrong. We will all be when he hears it. (laughs) Pastor Tim will be in the hospital with a fever. (laughs) He'll be speaking parcel tongue. Um, (laughs) Whatever. Um, Go ahead. What were you going to say? This is something you do that I don't. I probably don't. You made an exemption. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? You got to tell us now. Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, you. (laughs) (laughs) So, for for instance, let me say this, right? So, sometimes I have those rare, rare moments where, like, one of my children is going through a, a difficult time and I'm able to talk to them. And as I'm talking, I'm impressed by the words that are flowing from my mouth because it's working. That only happens rarely? It happens rarely. Yeah, no, I would. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, and you're like, "Wow, I am on my game today." <laughs> Look at him, and he's he's okay now. He's fine now. Everything's great. I told him the gospel. I reminded him of grace, and look at him. He's he's in a changed position. I'm a great father, <laughs> and I like that's in my mind. It's horrible. Um, no, on like it's kind of the rusty axe thing, right? I'm a horrible sinner. In like I'm doing that. No, I'm not. But God is using using that for good purposes. But even that, I'm doing for sinful purposes, and God forgives that. Um, but I think what Luther is saying there again about the works of the justified are deadly sins. Anything you, I, I think it's fascinating. He doesn't say the the sins of the justified are deadly sins, but the works. Anything that flows from us that we are trusting in is a deadly sin. It's toxic. If we're, if we're clinging to it for our hope and for our salvation and for our resting place. Um, Do you think there's a difference, though, um, like with that, like that example that you gave of, because there's obviously a way that you as a parent could respond that would not be good. True. Of, you know, whatever, yelling at your child or just getting, you know, blowing a fuse or whatever. Is there a, a different way to where you would be able to say, I, I know I handled that situation in the way that I think God would want me to handle that. And I think right. that that makes him glad. Well, I think there's a difference then between, yeah, first of all, everything's mixed in the Christian's heart, right? On the other hand, too, we have that thing where we talk about earlier, what is good before men and what is what is good before God. Mm-hmm. So to, in, in that sense, I can act fairly correctly towards him in our horizontal relationship, but God knows my heart. And so he also knows that there's also real love for my child. But he also knows, on the other hand, as much you as You want to kill the child. I, maybe sometimes. <laughs> or he knows that, uh, that Big Spence is a little trusting himself a little bit too much right there. And then God has to humble me from that, too. Yeah, what um, I get nervous about and what you said, Scott, was like, this now makes God glad. And uh, Well, not I, glad I in right. the sense of salvation, but the well, not even in salvation. I just mean of like of loving me more. Yeah, like no, that's favor. not what I said. Like that's favor. not what I said. Right. Like recognizing, like if you as a believer recognize, I am accepted by God because of what His Son has done for me, and nothing else. But I, but it does. It is a pleasing thing to the Lord for me, to, to obey His law when it's motivated out of the right things, or out of the right desires. Right? Like I, is there not a place? For re- for the Christian to recognize, I hand I think I handled that 
the way that God would have me handle that. But that's not a motivation for them to think, I am now that much more righteous in God's eyes. But it's just a recognition of, I could have handled that very wrong Hmm. and sinfully, but I think I handled this right well, you know, in a way that's not trusting for salvation or justification or adding to that at all. That's what I'm trying to say. No, I think I would agree with that, that, yeah, you can see... You, it's it's perfectly legitimate to uh, um, to see that and to say that was that was probably the best you know you know I or at least yeah I did that a lot better than I would have other times or whatever um, and the thing that Luther's really just getting at is the fact that we don't want to trust those things or the other side is too is realizing that that was Christ in you doing yeah that and that's too. the thing I think it wasn't I would it say wasn't simply you it was ultimately it was you gotta yeah where I get nervous saying this was very pleasing to God and that language because then there's things that are displeasing to God. And so then there are times when I can go to bed at night and say, I made God mad at me today. Hmm. I displeased him. And that's not true. If when he sees me, what he sees is the blood of Christ. He's always pleased with me. He always sees perfection and that can never change. And so, uh, but again, it's that balance, right. Of Mm -hmm. what we keep going back to of the do better. Even it's like, you want to strive to do better and how you handle your kids and things and situations. And there's times you can look and say, I'm doing better. But I think we can still rest in all of it as we try to honor Christ and grow to be more like him um, of saying he loves me the same today, tomorrow, and forever mm-hmm. as he will. And he's well pleased with me mm-hmm. because he died for me. And I, I find I've, my rest is in him. Um, I just get a little nervous sometimes with that language because I think it can go the opposite. You know, where people are just always like, well, God's not happy with me because I failed again. Mm-hmm. I, he's not happy with yeah. me because I failed again. Um, I I just want to word it different. I don't know what that wording is all the time. You know, what I, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, I I think it makes sense. And there's definitely a trap of of if and if you're, I think you're right in saying that that language can be can lead you to a bad spot of thinking that way. Um, of thinking because if you're constantly doing things, oh, I know that didn't please the Lord. I know that didn't please the Lord. Of thinking that oh, he's constantly disappointed with me. You know, uh, or like that that's going to make him, you know, take my salvation away or something like that. Yeah, I can see how. Yeah, or not even that, that. Just, just I'm saved, but I'm kind of in the corner now, you know, <laughs> yeah. type of thing. And um, I think yeah, the danger, just, too, just, is I think part of the danger is, too, is to simply even um, be obsessive about your works at all. Because whenever you're actually remembering, whenever you forget yourself and you're actually more concerned for um, you're, you're resting in Christ, but then you're, more, then you're actually able to, to be concerned for people like your neighbors around you and your family, then you're more concerned about people and not about your works even. Yeah, just because when you do that too, you'll start comparing, right? Yeah. It'll be yeah, like, man, Spencer has it you know mm-hmm. i mean he keeps handling situations Amen. great and i don't and so <laughs> i know okay. that we're both saved and yeah. both have the blood of christ but god has to be a little happier with him right. than He's he is with him. me yeah. mm-hmm. you know i mean you just start to think that and so chad bird uh had a post recently that i read i saved it because i might use it in a sermon here coming up but he was talking about well done good and faithful servant and he said he was he wanted it to be appalling, and so he talked about grandma, who prayed every day, 
went to church every day, you know, lived for 90 years, was faithful, made, made goodies for the neighborhood, dies and goes to heaven. And Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servant. And then you have the guy in prison who's murdered two people and raped many women and on his deathbed accepts Christ and he walks into heaven and Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servant. And he asks the question, does that bug you? Mm. And he's like, if it does, you see the scandal of grace, don't you? Mm. That's grace, though. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. That's so, good. Like, so like a, a, a biblical example of like what I was talking about is like in First Timothy 2, mm-hmm. verse 1, which we just preached through not long ago. It says, first of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good. And it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved. Right. So, is he is the reference there that this is pleasing? Is that you are praying for these people? Is he saying that that is pleasing to God to do that? I think it is pleasing to God. Yeah. Well, that that's what I mean. Is that there's it is it is I think biblically accurate to say that there are things that we as believers can do that are pleasing to God. Yeah, but we have to also say that in light of the fact that it's not making him more pleased with you than he was before. Yes. Or less pleased with you later. Yes. Yeah, understood. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think that's part of what Luther's getting at when he says the works of the justified are deadly sins unless the justified themselves dread them to be deadly sins out of devout fear to God. Like that prayer is not being done because, oh, I need to pray for my leaders today so that God will be happy with mm. me. It's, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to do. God's, God likes that. Sure. God likes it when I do that. Mm-hmm. And it's a very basic childish yeah. way to say it. God That's likes good. it when I do that. Nope. Yeah. And same way as like we That's as good. parents, I'm going to love my child no matter what, mm-hmm. but there's things they do a lot to displease me, mm-hmm. but it's not changing my love for them. Sometimes. My, well, well, you know, <laughs> certain ones. Like it's, Abigail, I will never be displeased with Yes, me. I know. <laughs> no, I'm just no. But it's just what I'm trying to say because yeah. I think that sometimes, well, like if, I could see somebody listening to some of what Luther is saying and just kind of being absolutely like, well, why would I ever do anything? Yeah. What's, What's the point? The point? Yeah. Why would I ever do this? Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. and so not to think that like literally everything I did today was just a massive disappointment to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. you could, you could say that same thing in Isaiah, you know, when God says to his people that I don't accept your, your offerings and your, you know, your, sacrifices because you're oppressing people you know mm-hmm. you're taking advantage of the poor you're not you're not helping the widow and and, and that would be something that god god's heart is pleased and gladdened when we as his people are actually doing what we can to be a blessing to others mm-hmm. right no i think that's i think that's fair to say i think it's fair to say yeah he's our father and um that's who he is that's who he is who he is <laughs> he's a good good <laughs> i just got it. Uh, sorry um all right i want to close with chad bird from this section real quick and then uh, we'll wrap then we'll be done he says all our uh dead and deadly works are peeled away from us and clinched by the hands of christ all our empty arrogant boasting is left lifted from our lips and swallowed by jesus he becomes our death our dead works our deathly works all the pseudo good we imagined we were doing He not only atones for it, but he transforms it into something else. Because we are in him, everything we've done in life, 
prior to conversion and after conversion is cleansed and sanctified. If whatever does not proceed from faith is sin, then whatever does proceed from faith is righteousness. If the entire life of unbelievers is sin, then the entire life of believers is righteousness. We have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And the life that we now live in the flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself up for us. What our friends Thomas, Sandra, and Muhammad need is not more good works, shinier works, or greater personal sacrifices to make God smile, not an affirmation that God is pleased with them because of what they do, not a warning that their works are dead but not deadly. They need what we all need, the word of law and the word of gospel. They need to be crucified and resurrected with Christ. And in him, in this new life in God, the Spirit works in us to do what is well-pleasing to God for the sake of Christ. I think that's a good way to end um, as we wrap up this this section of Luther. I hope it's been helpful for you, interesting. Uh, maybe it's been confusing. But um, these are things I think that are really important and help to um, recapture the explosion uh, that was the the insights of what the gospel is found in the, as found in the scriptures, that that explosion that happened 500 years ago, and uh, that we want to keep that explosion going because the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Thank you for joining us. Take care and God bless.